Hi, uh, welcome to Totally Underqualified. Where we talk about various topics of adulthood and how totally underqualified we are to do them. Hello, and welcome back to season two of Totally Underqualified. Unannounced. Unannounced. Sort of back in action. Yeah, we're not entirely sure how we're going to be doing this, but we figured we'd start now. And what is it? It's episode... Well, episode one, season two. Episode one, season two, but technically it's our 11th episode. Yes, 11th episode in total, I guess, but whatever. Yeah. So yeah, we're back. Unsure if it's going to be weekly again. Probably not. Um, But we'll see. We're going to start off talking about everything that's happened since we disappeared. So our last episode was in May. Mm Mm-hmm. And we would we did literally just talk about like what kind of things have happened since then. We're still in 2021. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has more to give us. Oh yeah. You want to give us a rundown of what happened? So when we left, Holland did not have a government. We still don't. So that's going well. True Dutch fashion. Yep. Um, we got vaccinated, so we're both 5G ready. Yep, I am. Um, um, I'm working on my reception as we speak. (laughs) Okay. Bezos lost himself into space. So good job on that, Jeffrey. Congratulations. Um, You didn't even go that high, I believe. Like, I don't know. I mean, put it this way. It was more like a big jump. Yeah, he did a jump. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Well done, Jeff. Uh, We're being sarcastic about this. We do not like Jeffrey Bezos. Only fans ban sexual content and then reverse the ban after public backlash. Public outcry at the fact that they had no longer access to the noughties. Yeah, just FYI, Ollie, that was Ollie's input. Um, It was a big deal. They did it with Tumblr first and Tumblr died and then they tried to do it with OnlyFans and now they've realised their mistake and gone back to their old ways. Yeah, but also I think they're still trying to expand. That's very true. Yeah. Um, the highest point in our in the Netherlands flooded, which is ironic. Well, it's not necessarily the highest point, but it was in the province with the highest point. So that was funny in my head. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson sued Disney for something. Oh, they released her film on Disney Plus when it was supposed to be exclusively in cinemas. Oh, okay. And like it's kickstarted this big conversation about the movie industry. Good for her. Did she win? I mean, she's doing a pretty good job. I think it's still ongoing, but it's raised a bunch of questions. So, you know, staying relevant. Okay. Um, And then the last thing I wrote down was it didn't come home for England. It did not. Again. Again. It was to be predicted, to be honest. I mean, this is pretty close this time. Yeah, but even so. I kind of hoped they wouldn't get it. And I know that's really unpatriotic of me, but did they deserve it? No. Did the team as a whole deserve it? Yes. Yes. I'm not getting into the football politics right now. I think genuinely (laughs) the team we have for England at the moment is one of the best ones they've had, given the most recent generations. It was just mostly the world or Europe kind of turned against them because of what a very small number of fans did. Yeah, the fans always let British football down. Yeah, but it was a small, it was a small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most fans are fine, but 
Yeah. Mm. Maybe they should set up an OnlyFans. I was trying to figure out how I could jump into OnlyFans nice from little segue English there. fans. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of what what's happened in the last four or five months. I yeah, I got to be honest, not a huge amount has happened. I didn't go anywhere for the summer. I made a couple no. of trips around this country, but um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really do much either. I'm kind of. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of got to the point where I'm sort of looking for things to do with my life now. Because well, I, I mean, done you've anything. just done you've you've done a quite massive. Uh, I did do quite a big thing, like in the last week. Yeah, but that's going to take another like five months to solidify. It's like a long jump. Yeah. And the other big thing I'm doing is defrosting the freezer. Oh, so, you know, my life is peachy at the yeah. moment. I, I enjoyed uh, two or no, three whole trips to Ikea this summer. That was uh, that was quite fun. Fabulous. I, put together I got a love an Ikea trip. Oh, yeah. Um, just not in the weekend. Um, I went... Well, I just kind of started working, really. So that's, that's what yeah, I've been doing. Yeah, I was going to say, you got a job. Yay! That was good news. It was good news. And, and like, okay, it's still with the same company that you were at before, but yeah. new exciting adventures. It's so exciting. Yeah. I'm so excited. And I went back to my job, like, because I my job ended up being online all the time. Hmm. And okay, in fairness, I was back at my job on and off, but now I'm like back in full force. It's weird. Yeah. And safe safe well yeah basically safe yeah i mean i feel safer i gotta be honest yeah and you know there's plenty of discussions and politics to have about how long i'm gonna be safe for or <laughs> we're going to be safe for but in fairness you know each to their own i feel more secure having having my double jab so yeah you know i'm good i, I kind of need it there. i'm surrounded by teenagers yeah no for sure I mean, just in general, it was kind of the moment two weeks after the last vaccine. Yeah. It was like, I'm ready to re-enter the world. You know, it's funny that you say that because like when, it, when everything kicked off, you know, COVID wise and lockdown happened and everyone got a little bit antsy about what was going on. Um, I kind of made the decision to like not do as much and to stay at home just because not necessarily because I was scared of getting it I didn't want to get it don't get me wrong hmm. but also because you know we are in that younger margin and we are sort of more capable of passing it on to people but the minute I got that second jab and I knew that two weeks from that point I was so-called fully vaxxed it made a huge difference in how yeah. I feel for sure because now basically everyone's had the chance to get vaccinated if you haven't that's something different um but you know it's it's there and um sure we've got this weird qr code coming in i'm honestly fine with it I, yeah i mean yeah. it doesn't really bother me no exactly it's just the way it is at the moment it's not like it's it i let's put it like this if it's still here in two years from now i'll be relatively upset about it yeah, but in two years from now, we won't really like mind anymore. We'd have gotten used to it. It'll just yeah. become integrated into part of going out and having dinner and going to the bars and stuff like that. It's true. But I do feel like people who are upset about 
the specific pass. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, no, for sure. I do get that. On the other hand, you've had, whenever you flew to like certain countries, you needed to have certain vaccines anyway, so. That's true. Yeah. And I know that I was vaxxed quite a lot as a child. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially in the UK, you have to get your MMRs and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of other bits and pieces, you know, you get your standard polio vaccine and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, if you think about it, everyone is like, oh, you know, and now we're being monitored and this, that, and the other. I mean, I gotta be honest, we're being monitored already. You and I oh, are yeah. having this conversation through the internet. Someone, somewhere can probably access it. Hello, NSA agent. Thank you for joining in. The IA, you're <laughs> welcome. Um, and it's the same with your phones. You know, like everyone yeah. is constantly, you know, posting things and leaving their location on because so many things need your location to function now. And mm-hmm. unless you want to go back to the Nokia 3310 and like wing it. <laughs> See how far you go. Um, you know, there's not much you can do. Nope, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily, you shouldn't just like be fine with things the way they are sometimes. But oh, yeah. no, at I'm... the moment, like it is kind of the way it is. And sure, there's a QR code and everything. I'm not upset about it. Let me just make that clear. I'd just be a bit like, because they said it was going to be temporary and it's, yeah. it hasn't even started yet. So that's the main thing like you don't need it yet to get into bars or whatever that's starting this weekend um but yeah i i would hope that it's not a thing that stays forever no i totally agree with you i think simultaneously we also need to just be a little bit aware that actually even though we feel like we may be going back to normal we're probably not quite back to normal as much as we'd hope no And okay, sure, if this is the next step that's going to allow me to go back out into the greater society, let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do it for a little bit, sure. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) And then uprising. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and then the machines will take over. Hey, actually, I saw a post about that the other day. Apparently, uh, SpaceX has got robot dogs patrolling their grounds. I mean, I'm not even kidding. The robot dog thing is really worrying for me. I watched that episode of Black Mirror. It was not fun. And I know that they purposely based the shape of those dogs on the The Boston Boston Dynamics. But it doesn't help. You know, I'm quite trusting of technology. I'm quite comfortable with it. But not if it starts moving like that. No. (laughs) my god all right either way i think we've uh, covered part one we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back time for um, some tea time for some tea as per usual yes all righty Welcome back. Welcome back. Part two of episode one, season two. Episode 11. Ep- episode 11, season two, part two. Episode one of season two, episode 11. Um, what we wanted to talk about now was stuff that we started doing during lockdown that we want to continue to do. Positive experiences from the lockdown. 
and COVID Dorona in general. Okay. Coronies. So I'll start because we're doing this on the fly and we can't really think of stuff to talk about yet. Um, So I started taking walks. We started taking walks. We started taking walks. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily together together. But sometimes together together and sometimes apart together. Yeah. And sometimes apart apart. (laughs) (laughs) That's such Um, a good way to describe it. Well done. So yeah, for example, you know, we started doing these walks and it, yeah, it was nice uh, because before Corona, our entire relationship revolved around seeing each other at night in bars. Yeah, I mean, Rona kind of forced us to find other ways of hanging out. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. But there's only so many walks you can take around the same route. True. Before it gets a little boring, at which point I actually started calling you. (laughs) Maybe one day we can actually start expanding our roots to other further afield. Yeah, (laughs) further. Like NASA's going back to the moon. Maybe we can start going back somewhere else. We'll see. I did some model building. Everyone needs a hobby, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll continue that. It's a bit too finicky for me. I, I was gonna say that must be really time consuming. Oh, it was. Because I but... did a lot of those where I was like, yes, I've got like the time and the space to do these big projects. Mm-hmm. And granted, I was also still teaching online for the majority of our time in lockdown. But I did get pretty far in those projects. I just, since we've come back, I haven't really had a chance to sit down and actually dedicate some time to it. Such as this podcast. Such as the podcast. Yeah. But being able to have that little bit of extra time during the day where I'm still in my house so I can do other things was really valuable when we were in lockdown. And Mm. it's something I can't keep doing now that I'm back at work. Yeah. It's difficult. I'm trying to figure out where all my new hobbies are going to fit in. Mm. Or whether they will. Whether they will. What if this is now the waning sunset on a lot of hobbies that you found well, the only the only hobby I can kind of continue doing at work is my photography development. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, because I do that together with some of the students as well. Um, and two, because actually they've got better facilities at work. So <laughs> I'm no longer using my kitchen sink to deal with like, you know, Hazardous the chemicals. chemicals yeah. <laughs> um, so that's quite nice that I still feel like connected to that project. But yeah. it's more in less of a context for me now, it's more for the students. So Mm -hmm. even though I can still do it, it's not quite the same. Yeah, okay, so hobbies that we picked up might have to be abandoned, but we'll see. I mean, I think there's a couple in there that I would like to keep. Yeah. I'm gonna have to actively try and keep them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and do, yeah, exactly. I had a a bit of a long holiday. Uh, I worked on the boat we've got lying around here sanded it down that was an effort actually that's a really good point i kind of during the whole lockdown thing i managed to do things that i'd been meaning to do for ages yeah like i cleaned out my closet and like sorted out my desk and and i went through all the papers and stuff just because i felt like i had slightly more energy to do it mm-hmm. um when i find myself with long periods that i have to sit at home 
I'll actively go and seek something out to go and do rather than just slow on the couch, which is what I used to do before I got used to being at home. So I think motivation wise, I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably better than I was before. It is kind of interesting, like how a lockdown has given everyone a bit of a breather at points. I think the first one gave a lot of people a breather. The second one was a bit more hectic. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know for a lot of people, lockdown was pretty rubbish. Yeah. But personally, like as the introvert that I am, loved it. Mm -hmm. Like I had time to be quiet and sit on my own in my house and not need an excuse to to say, no, I'm not coming. Um, (laughs) But also like I managed to do a lot of reading that I've definitely kept. I make a point of like not putting the TV on in the evenings now. I can sit and read a book instead. What 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 books did you read? Everything. So like I literally looked at my my um bookcase that I have downstairs and mm. just went, well, who knows how long this is gonna last? Let's start at the top. And I literally <laughs> like went the whole way through my bookcase. It's funny, you, you didn't really mention, like in, in, in passing, you never really mentioned that you were reading a lot of books. Uh, you were mostly reading uh, fanfic, right? I mean, I do. I read a lot of <laughs> fan fiction as well. No, and this is something that I, I'm, I have no shame for. There's no such thing as guilty pleasures. Yeah, it is a pleasure mm-hmm. to read fan fiction for me. Yeah. Um, but having said that, like COVID is the reason I got back into it. Exactly. And I feel like I almost kind of regressed a little bit back into like teenage me because the sort of the, the sense of doom and gloom was so strong mm. at the beginning that the sort of inner angst that I had kind of clamped down on ended up actively seeking out sort of dark and, and sinister stories and I couldn't find them in real books and then mm. a friend of mine said oh you know what you should do go back to fan fiction because there's such a boom going on in that in that scenario right now the uh the only fanfic i ever read was uh my immortal oh right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm i'm one of those sad people that does read a lot of fan fiction i didn't say it was sad i I mean (laughs) i own it i fully put my hand up in the air and say yes i'm one of those weirdos but if it's not meeting my standards i won't read it and my standards have improved. <laughs> so um, I'm reading a lot of like the sort of more, when I say adult, I mean the really dark, full of gore and murder and and awful things. Like <laughs> I love stories like that. I read a lot of Stephen King. Yeah. So it just sort of mirrored the inner angst that I seemed to have sort of subconsciously been experiencing. I found real comfort in it. It was really good. Okay. Yeah, I don't read a lot. I should probably read a bit more. Hmm. I read a lot of Wikipedia. I was going to say, you're more into your factual stuff. Like, yeah. It would make more sense to be reading lots of, you know, biographies and, yeah. and sort of documentary to type things. Exactly. I've gotten History. into audiobooks a lot. Yeah. Listen to a lot of audiobooks. Does that count as reading? Yeah, no, I think yeah. audiobooks definitely counts as part of being literary. <laughs> okay, so I listened to or I read Stalingrad. Um <laughs> Well, this is my Um, point but think about it sorry i don't want to interrupt but think about it those stories are not great no they're not happy stories no that's true oh my god last year i bought a book uh called the descent into hell europe between 1913 and 1947 or something so yeah so (laughs) that was 
that was a fun read but also kind of maybe rel- it made everything a little bit more relative like oh yeah it's, it's kind of an awful time at the moment but it was so much more awful back then <laughs> exactly but this is my point okay so you read the ones that are actually real um and i read the ones that someone's made up in their head but like both of those scenarios those stories are so horrific mm. and so jarring that you think oh actually maybe it's not so bad for me yeah, and it's not saying that you shouldn't be allowed to complain. You're always allowed to complain. No, of course. Like, no, nothing can invalidate the way you feel. But no. I think the coping mechanisms that we had in place had, they were strange in that yes. sense. Like, I wouldn't normally do that. No. Yeah. But it did help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like that's sort of covered this part. And then we'll look at back after a short break as per usual thank you (laughs) welcome back guys part three of what are we calling it episode one season two Episode 11, season one, right? Te- I mean, technically, no. <laughs> it's our 11th episode, but we're at the start of season two. Yes. Okay. Um, so we covered the basics. We covered, you know, things that we were kind of wanting to keep up with and things that have happened since our last episode. My big question to you in our last section is... Do I want to be more existential or do I want to be more personal? I can't remember. Um, Let's try both. (laughs) (laughs) Bob's just looking terrified. Um, No, I was just going to say, thinking back on the last, let's say, year, Mm -hmm. do you think anything in terms of like society has changed for the better? Um. Like, is there anything you think that needs to stay? I think a lot has happened in regards to like disinformation and combating that. Um, but you mean like fake news and that kind of stuff? Fake news, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, the the divide that currently exists between people, I think that's not a good thing so to answer your question no i don't think nothing positive has happened in society nothing positive came out this whole i can't i can't think of anything i mean i don't think so uh it's i mean yeah sorry to be all doom and gloom but i was gonna say bring down the mood bob (laughs) sorry i just yeah i really don't think so yeah but that's you know that's fine we've haven't really seemed to learn from our mistakes i mean when does humanity ever learn from its mistakes yeah exactly so (laughs) kind of like uh, what malcolm said in um what jurassic park 2 it's like oh you're not making the same mistakes you're making all new ones (laughs) (laughs) so yeah okay fair enough yeah i was kind of thinking about it the other day and i just kind of thought I wonder what other people think about that because there are a couple of things that I think have sort of improved like 
a lot of people kind of got way more into their sense of community and you know a lot of people were looking after the elderly slightly better but mm. on the whole I'm kind of agree with you I think the answer is no you know there was I think there was a bit of a there was a moment in like March of 2020 or maybe April or something where everybody was outside clapping for the people working in healthcare and stuff like that. Yeah. And that was kind of like this glimmer of hope, like, oh, we're all banding together while apart kind of, and you know, it's, I don't know, it seemed a bit hopeful then, but. It was good whilst it lasted. <laughs> as, as time went on and everyone just kind of became a bit more frustrated with the situation, uh, everything, Thing kind of went back to me 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 yeah um, I think it kind of the whole experience kind of made me realize just how selfish our society kind of is yeah you know it is really sort of look out for yourself and then look after others which yeah. okay fine fair enough you know we're all materialistic people these days but mm. I think the the level of consciousness in terms of what is happening it went a bit weird for a while mm-hmm a lot of people were very sort of in their own space. A lot of people, at least in my experience, like even the people I know, they became very sort of self-focused. Yeah. And it was very much like, I can't really deal with your problems. I've got enough on my own plate. Hmm. But I do think on an individual basis, the, I mean, I've always been big on mental health, but hmm. me prioritizing that over pretty much everything else was, was a big change. Um, but also encouraging other people to do it like I feel like I have managed to have time to find what works for me Mm -hmm. Um, no matter how cringeworthy that is (laughs) but it it did kind of give me the time to figure it out as an adult no I get that like the reprieve from everyday life was quite good Mm. yeah I just I mean the only thing I'm actually okay that's not true there's one thing i'm very happy about uh and that's that uh the hotel restaurant catering industry whatever they are currently at least here they can't find anyone to work for them which i'm super happy about because it just proves that people can do better and can find jobs that are less taxing um and that that sector should just really get like they should start paying more basically is my point yeah i mean it kind um, of it highlighted a lot of issues yeah exactly yeah and i'm glad that you know now when you walk past like it's not that bars and restaurants and stuff are staying closed because of it that's not the case well maybe it is but mostly it isn't the case um and but they are short-staffed which sucks for the people that work there but it just kind of goes to show that you know there's a you want you want to work someplace because it's not just work but also because it's fun you know you like to work yeah, there agreed. i think people started actively looking for things they were interested in rather than anything to make some money yeah exactly and i'm you know i'm not saying a call center is the way to go I and mean, a lot of people who were working in restaurants ended up switching over to like call center jobs and stuff like that which is also mind-numbingly boring but you know at least you don't come home smelling like a deep fryer for example true yeah so you know that's it was kind of a change i made for myself just before covid started 
yeah you managed to kind of zeitgeist your way in there yeah exactly so I was I was very happy and I was terrified of having to go back to uh, a job in a restaurant and I didn't so very happy yeah. about that uh, and I hope more people realize their worth when it comes to those kinds of jobs and that they should I don't know I mean I'm I don't know how to get stuff like that done but you know can you unionize in Horeca? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, you know, they should pay more money. I um, think, yeah, I mean, I think it's good to point out that some, for some people, it really is like their gold job, which is fantastic yeah. and all the more for it, like brilliant. I'm so glad you found something you're interested in. But I think it did sort of prune out the very temporary employees mm-hmm. because it wasn't a stable job for so long. Yeah. And... I think, I mean, I'm totally biased. This will be the last thing I say about it, but I'm super biased because I'm an art teacher. I love the arts, but of course all our music stopped, all our, you know, festivals and concerts and art exhibitions and the museums closed and all of that. And weirdly enough, all the arts, so you've got theater, music, dance, um, visual arts, uh you know all the pop culture kind of things they all kind of stopped and people got so desperate for them mm-hmm. when it was taken away that i'm kind of hoping and i know it might be naive to think so but i'm kind of hoping people have now learned to appreciate those more mm. and like to actively go and seek them out because you know the minute the museum shut there was like uproar here people were like that's not fair <laughs> um especially here where I live Mm. and the fact that there were that many people it kind of opened my eyes I was like okay good so you know the industry's not super quiet and super lost it's not just the you know the elderly that go and do it during the day but there's more things out there that we could be doing it's funny you say that I've already been to more museums in the past year than I have in the past before COVID like well yeah because people were looking for things to do yeah and now all of a sudden it's kind of like, ooh, yeah. these things are here. Okay. I have so one yeah. more question for you, just to okay. finish off our episode. What are you looking forward to now that things are going, can I say back to normal? Back to normal in quote air quotes. That's fine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate this whole, are we going back to normal? No, the back to normal doesn't exist. But no. now that things are opening up again, you know, society's starting to come out of its, you know, hiding holes. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to um, this winter and being able to sit in somewhere cozy and just have a nice time, like in a bar or anything. Get together with family as much as I hate to say that. Um, wow. <laughs> who yeah. are you and what have you done with Bob I know like I'm <laughs> oddly looking forward to that um okay I mean obviously we don't really have an English word for it but I guess you're looking forward to the gezelligheid exactly yeah and then after like Christmas I'll be done with it and I'll be like Ugh. Uh, how do you feel <laughs> can we go Trying back to, to lockdown please <laughs> <laughs> no I, I do have this weird um thought sometimes where I'm just like oh life was better in lockdown Sometimes I, I, I don't think that at all. I just sometimes have this weird longing for, you know, knowing that no one else was doing anything 
and I wasn't doing anything and that made everything okay. There was no FOMO. Yeah, exactly. There was no FOMO. And now FOMO is slowly starting to creep back in. Not really anymore, but there was a period in like in June, I think when I just started working again and a lot of people were going out, traveling, summer holiday, that kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, I want to go on holiday. (laughs) So that's another thing actually that I'm really looking forward to is I can't wait to go on holiday. I don't know when yet. I don't know where I'm going to go, but um, thinking about Belgium. Just to be able to change the scenery. Yeah, I've, I've been watching uh, Band of Brothers again recently. Ah. Like to, I'd like to go to uh, Foy and Bastogne, check out those places. Cool. I've been to uh, the Normandy beaches in like 2019, I want to say. So I've seen that. <laughs> Boring. <Yeah. now>. No. <laughs> been there, done that, bought the yeah. t-shirt. So yeah, no, that is something I've kind of started being in the back of my head, like, oh, that's something I want to go do in the relatively near future. And it, hopefully- That's also something I was looking forward to. I'm actually going away in October. <laughs> I mean, not very far, I'm going to the UK, but the fact that I'm actively leaving the country willingly. And how, how are you uh, getting there? <laughs> so I'm going to try and fly, Ooh, which exciting. is a big thing for me at the moment. Yeah. Ollie's not been going to a therapist and getting flashed, but she's <laughs> flashing lights or something. No, so it's uh, my fear of flying has gotten mm. so bad that it's kind of bleeding into my fear of travel. Um, mm. And I feel like COVID is not necessarily to blame for that because this is very much a fear I had before it all kicked off. Um, but it does play a role and it's something I've, I've kind of made a point once things started opening up again, I could, you know, actively look for someone to help me get over that um so this will be what I'm working towards I have to get on a plane in October and hopefully I'm not going to freak out whilst I do it October when sort of halfway through oh so like less than a month to go yeah I've got I haven't got a huge amount of time so (laughs) (laughs) but it is something I'm working on like even if it's still terrifying if it's manageable then for me that's a win so yeah I've managed to set some pretty big goals in place now that things are sort of more relaxed yeah I guess that's a good thing I agree yeah it'll be exciting it'll be an adventure I'm sure it'll be an adventure it'll be an adventure (laughs) yes my hobbit feet and runs out of the shire (laughs) holidays excitement fear of flying and festivals and festivals yeah I've got so many things lined up for 2022 so if it all kicks off again I will be viciously upset I feel like 2023 is going to be the next time I'm going to be able to go to a festival because I didn't get any tickets for anything in 2020 or 2021 and everyone who had tickets (laughs) yeah exactly and everyone who had tickets for 2020 and 2021 still has those tickets and they're valid for next year so yeah most festivals are probably going to be full um yeah be quite exciting get a tent again I, I mean honestly as sad as it sounds I cannot wait to spend three days not showering mm-hmm. covered in beer that other people have thrown possibly elbowed in the face by somebody in a mosh pit and mm. literally living out of a tent in the cold with a bunch of people like i cannot wait to live in squalor for three days <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the that's the real first world there it's like, i mean it's oh, a i can't wait to go back to <laughs> Living in squalor. <laughs> oh, God. 
I know. I really shouldn't say it that way, but that is how it sounds. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Good episode 11 part we made it. three episode back in action. season two is now officially ended. We'll see you guys when we see you guys. Thank you for listening. No idea if we're doing messages. Maybe we'll just figure something else out and bug people for messages. Um, if you have one, send one in, obviously, uh, on the Anchor page, which we still have, I believe. And, do. Um, I haven't been able to, I haven't been on those pages since June, so. Oh, yeah, and we have to do this thing as well. Uh, guys, you can still find us on Instagram at Totally Underqualified. It will be more active, I do promise it will. Um, on Twitter at Totally UQ. <laughs> And you can email us (laughs) on totallyunderqualified at gmail.com. Yep. Now we just got to find those passwords to all those places and we'll be back in action there too. Yep. All All right. right. Goodbye. Toodles.